up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Random Nostalgia. Uh, we have did what a lot of sitcoms in life uh, have done, and we've replaced a black guy with another black guy, and we're going to hope that you don't notice. So, KP, what's up, man? Man, not much. Uh, I like how you just uh, did the Judy Winslow treatment in here, <laughs> man. And we're like, uh, Rolo went upstairs and didn't come Never back. Never came back so down, I guess man. I, you know, I'm feeling it. You know, what if I just didn't address Terrible. it? Terrible. You know what I mean? You think people like. That's cool. It's like, damn, his voice got deep. Yeah. Hey, man, I mean, we're both kind of. Well, I'm not from Memphis. I live close enough to Memphis to pass for that, mm-hmm. I guess. So I don't know, yeah. man. You know, see? It's up to the audience. <laughs> so hey man well we're glad you're on the show uh we've gotten a lot of love for this show uh it's one of the more fun podcasts that we've concepts that we've come up with so um this year we're gonna first of all is there a reason why you wanted to be on this one man you know what i enjoy the show i enjoy all of our shows on the two smart network but i listen to random nostalgia a lot uh probably because it reminds me of you know, an easier time in life before mm-hmm. I had to do adult shit like pay bills and work. And so I enjoy random nostalgia. I'm a pop culture machine myself, so I can appreciate what it's doing on this show. See, that's why y'all listen to this, because we all know that the mid, the, the late 90s, the mid 2000s, that's when when life was easy. No, not a care in the world. Music was great. Uh, you know, what could you hate on? Then these millennials just fucked everything up. No, well, I'm a millennial. So yeah, no, you talking about these Gen Z people, okay? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it's called, man. I just say, hey, them, uh, them 90s babies all, you know, that all graduated of a sudden, in like 2000. I got cats on Twitter saying that Chris Brown will wash Usher in a, a, a versus, and I'm like, oh, hold on, man. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe a dance battle. Yeah, but versus. come on, man. We gonna, he, people out here talking like Usher is, uh, I don't know, like fucking... RL or something, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, well you, that's this is crazy, but I mean, I know Breezy will watch him in the fist fight, yes, maybe, but hey, man, you got to watch out for them small dudes, man. Usher might have, nah, ass hell no, nah, we know Chris too. Brown whoop his ass, man, you never know. <laughs> Usher Raymond, man, you never know from stuff we heard about Usher that you know, it, but but that that I'm just saying, all right, but those are dudes that can fight though, yeah, because so, I mean, hey. Or else, if because if if he can't, he gonna be getting a lot of slick looks, a lot of lot of checking. You know what I mean? True. So true, maybe you're right. But I enjoy them both. But man, Chris Brown ain't watching us. No, it's 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 absurd. Okay. Um. All right, man. Well, let's get to the show. Um. For the year, I figured we do something that was like starting my ascent into uh the Hall of Fame of playerism that I was in life. Man. So we're going to go with 2005. Is that cool with you? 2005. It's cool with me, man. I had a full head of black waves, had eight-pack abs. Hey, 2005 was an excellent year, mm-hmm. man. I can't complain about that one. I was uh, I was 16. I had just moved to Arizona. Uh, matter of fact, y'all want to know how big Usher, with, Usher is. I was one of the only black kids in my school, and they all was like, that nigga looks like Usher. And uh, I was like, me? Y'all think I look like Usher? And... You know, Usher, this was confession time, so I'm light-skinned with green eyes. I didn't really have any problems doing anything around here. So that lets you know, ladies and gents at home, that there are not too many black people in Arizona. I think the only two niggas in Arizona I know of is, is Q and Spencer Rattler. <laughs> <laughs> I 
man. That, that is insane. It's not a lot of uh, us here. Yo, Usher was big, man, because uh, in 2005, I was 20 years old. So I was a sophomore in college living in uh, Conway, Arkansas at the time. And I remember Usher was so big, you go to the clubs and see niggas in blazers and button downs wearing jeans and like S. Carter's. Like, Terrible. like he did in the video. Terrible. So, it was it was a it was crazy times, man. <laughs> Definitely. So, well, but we'll we'll get back to that because Usher's yeah, certainly yeah. gonna be part of this show. But let's get with the headlines, man. So, two thousand five, as far as a worldview goes, was a little bit wild. Um, Hurricane Katrina, man. Oh my God, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Even though. Arkansas was not directly affected. You could see the weather being kind of because where where I lived in Conway, New Orleans was like six hours away. So uh, not only because you tell that shit was going to be fucked up, but watching the news, man, watching CNN and just seeing a devastation. And we actually at school got a lot of folks in from a lot of those colleges in New Orleans. They came to UCA to finish out because they couldn't go back home and it was, it was real fucked up, man. You know, you saw, and, and the really, the thing that pissed me off really, man, was how a lot of folks in some of the lesser areas, you know, like the ninth wards and all those areas, man, were treated and how they were just kind of almost left for dead. You know, that's when we got the infamous Kanye West rant back when he was old Kanye, you know, when he said, uh, George Bush does not care about black people. You know, I remember the whole nine. It was, it was insane. Mike Myers still has was, nightmares about that, that moment. In fact, I think Mike Myers' career might have died. <laughs> but, uh, but it's crazy. Even though that was like August of that year, so 2005 was like halfway over when that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. That's like you can't talk about 2005 without talking about Katrina and just the ramifications of that hurricane first. And I don't know if you've ever been through a hurricane. I live in North Carolina now. We get hurricanes like every year. I went through a Category 2 and that shit was rough. So Katrina was a category five. And so, well, I mean, a category two could take your roof off your house. We got some remnants of it in Memphis. Um, so, yep. but it wasn't, I mean, by the time it got to us, it was like a tropical storm, which was crazy. Um, but quick story about that though. You could, you guys got the college kids, Memphis got them other kids. And so, uh, you know, Memphis is known for being a tough city, dangerous city at times, but, Man, niggas. Shout was, out to Memphis 10. Niggas, yeah, niggas was really trying to figure out how tough they were when them New Orleans cats started coming up. Like, oh yeah, because you, man. them cats have seen levels of poverty that, like, you know what I mean? Hey man, I've been to New Orleans plenty of times. Hey, they showed me nothing but love when I get. I was down there drunk as a skunk on Bourbon Street and didn't get robbed. So I figured, hey man, these niggas love me down here. So you know, I I never try that again, but. Yeah, New Orleans is tough, man. I mean, it's they a different kind of Absolutely. gangster down there. Absolutely, you know, Memphis is tough, but New Orleans is on another. New level, Orleans man. is one it's of the places season. where cats are, like read poetry and shit, and uh, or listen to like old school jazz. But they will also kill you and then get back to like reading their poetry and shit and playing yeah. old school jazz. Zydeco, that bounce music, yeah, man, they'll kill your ass and go fix a, a pot of crawfish, man. man, like it's nothing. So, but uh, the crazy thing about new orleans is they that's why they call it chopper city because mm-hmm. they down there the choppers are out mm-hmm. but that said i do love new orleans great place uh not a place yep. i would want to be fucking around in though 
good ass food. Oh, the best. Uh, man, don't even get me started. All right, uh, I, alcohol too. I love it, man. The, New Orleans is just the place to be, uh, in the right places. Uh, but man, also you had the bird flu. You had the uh, uh, the tsunami that hit Indonesia. Um, yeah, just a terrible time to really be doing too much anything. Yeah, it was, man. It was a little rough, but, you know, we made it through, man. I think, uh, you know, you said you were on the pinnacle of your playerism, and I think I was, you know, I wasn't a married man. I was single back then, so, you know, I was doing all right. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get twisted. I wasn't at the pinnacle. I was 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 just starting the climb. You was young. I was unlocking the potential. you know, this is back when I was running the streets with Sweet Lou and a uh, legendary Joe T. Perry, man. So this was, you know, it, it was insane. I was basically uh, Mike from the Wire in this th- this part of life. You know, you what mean I mean? Mike from the, Mike from the Wood. <laughs> no, the Wire. The oh yeah, what being groomed? You, you know, that? I'm talking about when it comes to playerism. Okay, the potential. Uh, okay, being groomed. Okay, so like Marlo and them was groomed. Yes, and they were setting you up. For yes, greatness. I so got you. All right. I was learning my powers at this point. But anyway, man. <laughs> Um, so oh, a lot of crazy ass headlines we don't want to stick on those because this is too good of a year so um, the technology that came out that was some of my favorite was the iPod um, that that was my yeah. lifeline so I didn't have an iPod man you know I was a poor college student man so I used to go to Target get the little bootleg joint man that you could put on your computer and put like 900 something songs but you know, the iPod was like when man first discovered fire. Not everybody was up on that That's yet, true. man. You know, a couple of cats had it, but, you know, niggas was getting the CDs and making them MP3s and putting, like, 300 songs. Oh, I'm still computer. doing this that. Is, yeah. yeah, this is at the point. You still do this no, shit? No, I, I was still doing that. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I mean, I was about to say, bro. Like, I mean, <laughs> niggas was doing that in 2005. Tough, man. I had a, a little, and Sweet Lou would tell you, man, I had this Ultima with two 12s in the back. And hey, I used to make the CD, and and 2005 was a decent year in music too. I'm sure. We oh yes. That, I didn't have an MP3 player, and then at that point, you couldn't do what you do now. You know, plug your iPhone in with the auxiliary cord. Oh yeah. A lot of systems didn't have that shit, so you had to, had to uh, go try and true CD. You had to have like the CD player on the top of the dash that had a cord running yep. through it. I mean, it was, you know. Our kids will never know what what like the beginning of technology is like as far as like portable technology and, and like modern technology. Mm-hmm. We were the test dummies for a lot of that stuff. Yep. So the last generation to be outside, first generation to really take advantage of the internet, yep, man. Absolutely. Um portable DVD player, I didn't have one of these. I was too young uh until I was actually like in college or something, but uh portable DVD player came out that year. Man, my grandparents had one, and I borrowed it. And I worked at this little work-study job at school. And I remember I would go watch, like, Scarface on that bitch every day. You, you got to watch Scarface, like, 20 million times a day if you're in college. I mean, uh, yeah. And you got to add a poster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of watching things, the the everything kind of changed because uh, High Definition came around. Do you remember the first time you laid eyes on High Def TV? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Me too. So my dad's best friend, my dad came and scooped me up uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So his best friend lived in Little Rock, so he came by my door and picked me up. First thing I ever saw on a high-definition television, a plasma TV, was uh, Super Bowl. Wait, this was the year before that. But wait, no, it was right at the beginning of the year when Janet Jackson's titty Mm -hmm. popped out. That was the first thing I ever saw Mm -hmm. on high-definition. So... 
That was the year before that, but because I think the Super Bowl in 2005 was the one where T.O. played on a broken leg. But uh, I saw that in High Def 2 in Fayetteville, and it was dope. Man, I just remember uh, my dad, you know, we went over to my cousin's house. My cousin always had, like, the latest shit of everything. So mm-hmm. we went over there, and, uh, man, he goes, man, y'all take a look at this. And I, we're looking, and my dad and I look at each other like, yo, you can see the raindrops. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it was just very, it's like how I look at 4K. What 4K is right now is what HDTV yeah, was. Yeah, was back then. Yes. Yeah, HDTV. So. And the crazy part about it, man, like, I don't even think they make fucking plasma TVs anymore. No, because they, bra- they was expensive as hell. They was Didn't breaking. Burning. Yeah. Yep. So. Hot. Yeah. So, you know, but again, trial and error, trial and error. Yeah, man. LEDs tried and true now. Um, Hell, do they even make LCD TVs anymore? I don't know what they are right now. LED? I think they're just LEDs. Yeah. Hmm. Yo, but the way to go, though, is projectors. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, once I build my dream house. You know, I'm in my palatial starter home now, but once I get a dream house, projectors the way to go to that movie theater That's That's what I got my eye on right now, sir. In this move, I'm telling you. The... The... Whole idea of having a music and movie room. I'm gonna get some badass speakers, record player. I mean, I'm really gonna pimp this thing out. Boy, this dude turning into Quincy Jones over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, hey man, you got to get like Sweet Lou, man. His palatial estates. He's probably got like eight projectors. I'll let you. Yeah, man. I forgot. Uh, you know, Sweet Lou be doing things that need. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, he's showing up with eight projectors. He like Tommy from uh from Martin. Hey, man. Hey, Sweet Lou. Hey, co-host of Sexy Suburban Daddy on another level, man. Okay. Shout out to Sweet Lou. Biggest player on the planet. That he is. Uh, all right, man. Let's get to music. Um, man. Biggest album from 2005. Yo, so I, there was a couple, man. Now, if I'm not mistaken, now, you know, in my 35 years of being on Earth, you know, I'm not as spry as I was in 2005, being a young man of only 20, but I believe this is the year where we had some cold hits. It was a good year for G-Unit. I believe The Massacre mm-hmm. came out, so 50 Cent's follow-up album to Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh, you had the documentary about the game. Yep. Uh, you had Late Registration by Kanye West, which was one of the biggest hip-hop albums of 2005, but one album that stands out to me, a personal favorite of mine, Young Jeezy's debut album, Thug Motivation 101, man. It was an excellent year. The summer, that summer of 2005 was excellent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Lovers and Friends was out, too. Well, and... Now that I think about it. That late registration, uh, this is when Kanye was still alive. Uh, Kanye passed away in my book in, like, 2012. You know, a real tragedy. But, mm-hmm. I, you know... Late registration was, was like massive to me. It still is. Like it's something oh, yeah. I can still bump to this day. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you know, I think um, because that's the one with diamonds from Sierra Leone, yes. right? Yep. Yep. And so, really conscious song, uh, which I didn't even know that it sampled the song "Diamonds Are Forever" from James Bond. That was before I really got into James Bond, but I do remember that. And uh, what were some of the other singles on that? That I believe. Now, if I'm not mistaken, what's Drive Slow on that one? Drive Slow. Uh, uh, what was the one with Jamie Foxx? Uh, 
Gold Digger. Yeah, Gold Digger. And that was like, that was the biggest hit of 2005. Yeah, because that was when Ray came out, and I believe Fox had won yep. an Oscar. And so that's when Ray yep. was coming out, too. And uh, an interesting fact about Drive Slow, you know, that's when Houston had really blown up in the hip-hop scene. So, yeah, like Paul Wall and Mike Jones and all them Slim Thug hit the scene. Yep. Still Tipping was a pretty big one, too. But uh, back to Ye, uh, that was a really good album. I remember going to get it the first day it came yeah. out. That's when you still went and bought CDs and bought yep. albums and stuff. And I remember going to get that instantly. But think about, like, all the cats who was on top. I mean, you talk about literally someone from everywhere. This is when 106 and Park and... Uh, Rap City was like at its peak for me mm-hmm. um, because T.I. was still big at this point. Uh, now, this was like pre-Wayne. Just well, this bit. is when he was first coming out. So Wayne and them were already out. I think it's pre-Carter Wayne. Yeah. You might have got like, this might have been 500 Degrees Wayne. Yeah, he had mixtapes and, and shit dropped. out around this time. Right, right. So that's when the mix mixtape scene was really big. Uh, you had like trap music. Ti was yeah, just really but Jeezy hit the you know, hit the, but yeah, Jeezy uh, and then and then uh, of course, like you said, Houston rap, and which it's funny because if you were a real hip hop head, you were already on a lot of stuff that was coming out of Houston because of UGK. Um, yeah, and, and, and then uh, the Ghetto Boys yeah. and everybody on rap a lot yeah. back in the day. So yeah. you knew a lot of folks from Houston, man. But this is like when you know. Like Swisher House and all them, like, cause I had known about these guys, cause we used to listen to their mixtapes when I was in high school. But this is when it hit the hit the mainstream, if you will. Right. So. Which. My- but you know, you even talk. You didn't even mention one of the best albums of the year that was just blowing up, and I think it was technically released in 04, but um, really got its shine in 05. The Emancipation of Mimi. Okay. I'll talk about Mariah Carey. Yes. Okay, man. You know, I was I was living that savage life then, man. I wasn't really into Mariah Carey like I'm that. Not, you know, my mom probably was. And then Mario but, came out that year with his song that "Let Me Love You" song written by hey, me. Yo, that was the shit. Yes, I actually, man. My mama got me that album for Christmas because I asked for it specifically, man. Because hey, know, that was cold ass. That was cold ass album. That was a cold ass album. Turning Point was that's yeah, that's it. it. Had that the really Nike fr- oh, how could you on there? Yeah, I mean that was yep. But then also you had Usher who was still riding Confessions at this point. Oh yeah, like, he's on a lot of features, man. I mean, a lot of them. That, just let's 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 take a look at like the Billboard Hot 100 because like you talk about pop music um, from this time too. Like I think Green Day was huge right here. Um, you yeah, had uh, that American idiot was out. Yes, shit. and then you had Gwen Stefani, uh, who had just yep. released Hollaback Girl. Um, who else was big around that time? The Pussycat Dolls come out had come out right around that time. Um, uh, Rihanna, that was Rihanna's debut year. That was yeah, the first one where she did uh, SOS or whatever. Uh, Don't Ponder Replay was that one yeah, SOS? That. Uh, Sierra with Ludacris that year. Yeah. Oh. She- Yep, she had a nice little run, man. Yep, and then like you said, the game was killing it. And then of course, uh, this was also coinciding with Bow Wow and Omari on that whole time with "Let Me Hold You." Like, oh my God, those two! I remember when they had that show on BET. Do you not respect us? Yeah, like, man. Like, get the fuck out of here. This was this was such a good time for music in my book. Even like trash shit. Like, uh, who was yep. it? The Black Eyed Peas was my humps that year. Man, that and then you know they had the little commercial with the NBA, so you had you heard "Let's Get It Started" all the time, you know, 
And so uh, that was that was crazy, man. It was a good year. The club scene was crazy in 2005 too, and it, it really was. It it was, and then you know why? Because we talked about him earlier too. Chris Brown made his debut this year with Run It. Hey, that he did, man. So light skin nigga dance his ass off, boy. Yeah. So you talk about you know a real hot year for music, and then of course one of my favorites. I don't care what anybody say. Um, Slow Down by Bobby Valentino was the jam. So. Yeah, I, see, I like "Tell Me" a lot better, man. Yeah, that's that was, called that man. I love that album. The production, but it was it was decent, man. Too bad Bobby V can't recapture that form of glory, man. Nah, you know, that, I was like, this is a promising young young little dude here with this S curl, man. But but it was all right, you know. I, I dug it. What What would you say was your favorite hip hop album of that year? Because I mean, I think "Late Registration" is easily it for me. Um, but the game too. Uh, the game was hot so that the, year. The documentary was hard, but I know that 50 had a lot to do with that. I was a big, like, ask anybody. I was bumping the Massacre nonstop front to back. But, man, I really fucked with that young Jeezy super hard yeah. when he came out. Yeah. I really did. Because that so, was in then what, right? That, yeah, that was in And that came out during the summer. So yeah. that was in, like, heavy rotation. Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. That is right. Man, I bought that album, and I kid you not. I bullshit you not. I worked at a store, like a music and video store called Hastings, right? So we closed at like uh, about nine or so, you know, you clean or like at 10, you know, you clean up, you get off about 1130. I put that damn Jeezy in my deck and I was riding around the streets of Conway, Arkansas until three o'clock in the morning, listening to that shit front to back and bending corners. Yeah. I loved it that much. Man, I, I really do think though, I think that was the year still tipping came out. And I still, was, yep. I still to this day, bump that. Like Slim Thug is probably my favorite out of not, UG, UGK aside, my favorite out of like that era. I think Slim Thug was, was who I was fucking. Man, and you know the crazy part about Still Tipping, it actually came out a few years earlier. Man, there's like three different versions. Of Steel yeah, that's when the, my the favorite first came around, right? Right. So my favorite version is actually with Paul Wall. Uh, Mike Jones, Slim Thug, and Chameleonaire. Yeah, and it has a totally different beat. It's on that day after hell broke loose. Yeah, but uh, still tipping was the joint man, and also that sitting sideways came out. And that was yes. nice too. That was nice. That uh, was nice too. And I think Mike Jones dropped his album, the debut of the the uh, Who Is Mike Jones, which it was okay, but I thought it was kind of underwhelming. I wasn't. I wasn't fucking with that. Pu- yeah, he he was pumping it up for like four years, man, and it was just like Mike Jones really. He, he got hot at the right time, but I don't think too many people was fucking with him. Everybody was fucking with everybody else in the camp, and he just happened to get that attention by association. Man, actually, we was both wrong. The Carter 2 did come out in 2005. Did it? I thought the Carter... Yeah, that makes sense, because the Carter 3 came out in, like, 07. Yeah. So, Damn. Oh, okay. Fuck. And it, it's, talk about that shit. It's like, no matter what you was looking for, because you had some... You even had old heads coming back in the game. Beanie Siegel dropped his album that year. That uh, his he had a single called uh, "Feel It in the Air" that was so. That hard. was that shit. That yes. shit was so dope. Yes. Have you seen the video? Oh yes, yes. Man, oh my god, that was a good ass album. Then you had the Carter. Then you had uh, Common. You had B, which was a cold ass album. That was cold too. Um, so because it had the people on it. Yes. Yeah, that shit. You was had hard. Go. You had uh, um, ah, oh, what was that second one? Uh, before you locked my love away. What what was that one? Oh, testify. Uh, uh, testify. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, just it. Whenever I hear people argue about like what was deeper, like as far as what was the best uh, period of hip hop, like 
the early '90s was cool, but it was it was like it wasn't it wasn't that deep, right? You had Tupac, you had mm-hmm. a couple other cats, you you know what I mean. The late '90s, you started to get Nas, Jay Z, and all these cats, but like yep, the, the new generation, bro, wave. 2002 to like 2008. Who is messing with that? Whatever you Before want. Before ringtone rap came in, it was hard. Yes, man. you. We I totally mean, didn't mention "Touch the Sky" either by Kanye yes. West featuring a young Lupe Fiasco, man. So I mean, it was just singles on singles, albums on albums, a lot of good ass music out at that time. Yeah. So, um, like I said, man, just just a really really incredible time for music. You even had. Uh, do you remember what was that whack ass Will Smith song? Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey now, hey now, you ain't gonna besmirch Big Willie style, man. Especially all he went through. What was now? What? <laughs> hey, what was the one that on. he came out? Was it Switch? Oh uh, yeah, because the movie Hitch came out in two thousand. Hitch came out in two thousand five. Let's get to movies because yeah, let's do it, man. It was some good shit. It really was. So you mentioned Hitch, which was a massive movie that year. Um, what's my homegirl's name? Her name is slipping my mind right now. Uh, the lead actress. Eva Mendez. I was talking about, yeah, Eva Mendez. I yeah. mean, she's beautiful. Just talk about a great movie overall. Yeah, Will was winning, man. Oh, like, yeah. Will was really winning. Hitch was a dope movie, man. Oh, yeah. You had uh, Batman Begins, which is my favorite Batman of the Christopher Nolan series. Not the best. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. But my favorite. I was going to bring that up, man. Yeah, it was dope, man. I, because I didn't really know how to react. Because I'm like, damn, we get another Batman movie. And then when you see how based of realism it was i was like yo this is legit and uh one of my favorite movies actually came out uh star wars episode three revenge of the sith saw it three times yeah so that came out oh. uh, i know you ain't a big star wars fan because you shitted on me in the group text and me <laughs> and big facts did a whole episode about it on the sexy suburban dad which you can catch on the two smart network in our archives but uh yeah man that came out i saw it three different times you, oh, shit wedding crashers came that's out, what i was I about to say overhyped comedy of all time overhyped so it's funny the first couple of times you see it, but then I'm like, man, this shit's kind of just dumb. But see, I feel like that was the comedies of the time around that time, though, because how many of them can you watch over and over? Because The Hangover, I could watch that over and over. That wasn't 05, though. That was like 09. I think Old School came out in 05 or somewhere around that time frame. No, I think so. 40 Year Old Virgin is what came out that year, this year. Too. See, I could watch that over and over. Again. I mean, I will give you. I, I think I agree. I think there's better movies than Wedding Crashes for sure. Yeah. Um, Sin City came out. Sin which City is good. Uh, Brokeback Mountain actually. What's that? Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. Um, two favorites. Coach Carter. Ooh, definitely. Yeah, one of the best basketball movies ever. And then, uh, if you want a fun action movie, Mister and Mrs. Smith. I never saw that. That's the one with uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, right? Yep. I, I mean, yeah, never saw it. Good movie if if it's worth you know if you if you got an hour and a half to kill. It's kind of like a funnier version of John Wick, I guess. Nothing you got to put any oh, thought okay. into. So a couple of other ones that dropped a Roll Bounce came out. Uh, Bow Fantastic wow. Four. Ugh. Uh, let's see, War of the Worlds, the one with Tom Cruise of uh, The Devil's Rejects, uh, The Longest Yard. I actually went to go see that, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, Constantine, King Kong, and V for Vendetta. Um, V for Vendetta, I actually really liked. I, I remember it was like probably the biggest like blockbuster movie of that year, you think? Uh, it was, a, there were a lot, man. A lot of movies did very well during that summer. 
Um, and then, of course, with TV, uh, The Office was... It, it's funny because The Office was not popular when it was on. Not this popular when it was on. Uh, but it was really starting to hit its stride in 2005. But one of the bigger shows of the year was uh, Prison Break. Did you ever watch that? Man, I did not. So I did not watch The Office or Prison Break. The only thing I watched on TV in 2005 was wrestling and sports. Yeah. <laughs> and that was in like making the band and shit like that. Y- yes, making that the band. It. I'm glad you brought making the band up because I'm with you. I didn't watch any fucking TV uh, in 2005 if it wasn't sports or making the band. Was this... Was this uh, was this day twenty six? I don't know, man. I think it might have been just the, the band. band. Okay, it was. Like, I think right. this was them. Yes, yes. Because this is when we got. Oh, and this is when Chappelle show was hot too. Yeah. So a lot going on in two thousand five in that regard because uh, everybody just remembers Dylan, 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 Dylan. That's like yeah, in, the, in the Rick James joint, man. Uh, actually. What's your favorite Chappelle show um, skit? Damn, it's like a lot of them, man. But I think my most favorite Chappelle show sketch ever got to be the Clayton Bixby. That <laughs> had me in tears the first time I saw the it. The Black White Premises? Yes, I would say that. And then I would probably say the Racial Draft and Prince, uh, the Chappelle show Prince yeah. story is a close second. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah. Clayton Bixby had me crying. I think um, the one that, like, I love trading places. Uh, <laughs> oh, where they did, like, the trade spouses? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, then the the other one. Um, All little team art. Yeah, I mean, like, Dave Chappelle was just, was literally just brilliant. But I would have to say the Wayne Brady one is probably my favorite. Damn, that was a good one. And then you never saw that side of Wayne Brady before, and that's what made it, you know, because everybody kind of write Wayne Brady off, man. It's like how a lot of people would do Hammer back in the day, but, you know, you don't want to try Hammer because Hammer, like, from them streets of Oakland. Yeah, he'll whoop your ass. He he the man out there. But Wayne Brady, man, I think Wayne Brady is one not to be trifled with either. I think that's how that nigga really is in real life. Uh, I think Wayne Brady might have dropped an album around this time, too. Like some little R&B album. Probably. So, I'd be surprised, you know, but yeah, I, I, uh, Chappelle show. But do you remember, um, what was the other one? Was it like Carlos Mencia or something was around the same time too? That was just ripping, yeah. uh, ripping people off. Yeah, I saw that, but man, Carlos Mencia fell off, man. Somebody said he was stealing jokes or something. Yeah, shit like George that. Lopez, he had George Lopez ready to whoop his ass. Ah, uh, yeah, George Lopez, hey, he OG for real. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't really fuck with that mind of Mencia too much, man. I was like Chappelle show, and that, that was it. Yeah, like, I ain't watched Saturday Night Live, nothing like. I only fuck with Chappelle show and Def Comedy Jam, and that was it. Yeah, Comic View, Com- Comic View. Thank you. I, you see, if BT would just get back to the basics, okay? Look, BT, let me put you up on game or some black channel out there. Just bring back Rap City, bring back One Hundred Six no. and Park. All the shows, though, man. Yes. I mean, you had Teen Summit. Yes. You had uh, even the bullshit shows were good, like Cedar's World, Hits from the Street. Yes. I mean, I had a dream that I bought BET and brought all that shit back because it happened because I was watching the Boondocks on the episode where the grandpa was, like, trying out for the little Tyler Perry play. <laughs> no, it was the the hunger strike where he we wasn't going to eat until BET was taken off the air. But, yeah, man, that was just back when BET started to make that transition from being good quality television 
to just pure bullshit. So that must have been when Bob Johnson sold it. And Man, because took over and they just put every old episode of the Parkers on TV. And shit. That's because that was when uh, they used to talk about like HBCUs and shit. What that? What was that Baldwin Hill show? Yeah, I'm talking so about. They did. They did that. They did it. Man, I remember when College Hill used to be. College old, Hill, man. that's the other one I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. And so, I don't know what happened where they was like, oh, y'all was playing intelligent shit on BT. We're going to have to shut this down. Viacom happened, Q. Because you had what? You had, uh, what, what was Midnight Love, where you got music videos. You had uh, Uncut. Uncut. Then you had Rated Next. You had music videos from like 2 to 4 o'clock. Yep. You know. Then you had, uh, you had Cedars World, Rap City, The Basement, 106 Apart. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, that was pretty much it. That was my was 2005, man. All the time. Like, my, my 2005 was coming home from school. After, uh, like, I, I would come home. Cause it, so, in Arizona, it's too hot to practice right after school. You have to mm-hmm. wait till night or practice early in the morning. So, I'd come home, throw on 106, or no, throw on Rap City. Uh, doing my homework, eating my shit, and basically I ride all the way through uh, 106 and Park. Then I go on to football practice. But man, that that was I come home, get midnight love. It, it was great, best shit ever, man. And man, the TV stayed on BET, man, and uh, you know, cause that's what we got. Like, what was was good to wear and all that yep. shit, man. What's hot in the streets? Cause I remember niggas was wearing Mad Platinum Fubu and Throwback jerseys. Yeah, I still got Throwback jerseys have actually made a comeback. Cause I got a couple. Like, you know, a couple of Kobe's, a Jordan, an Iverson. So, I mean, those have made a strong comeback. But this is around that time where they were, like, really, really, really in style, man. And I used to wear a lot of baggy shit. Oh, yeah. And, that, bro, it's funny because I, I think of the style of, like, 2005. By the way, was this the year Marcus Houston had uh, Naked on? Uh... Yeah. Yep, because I remember that because I had a little little chick that would come see me from Fayetteville. I used to play all the Barbie yeah. hits. So, damn, B2K was around right then, or that was right yeah. as Omarion was Mario going first through. album was coming out. It was. Yeah, was actually, awful. that was it. It was O that yep. came out in 05. Yep. So, damn. Um, I don't even remember how we got to, to that part, but just what I'm saying is, man, 2005 was just... That was that was like the time from a tech standpoint. Imagine, because I had my little tiny ass cell phone. I think I had a two way that transitioned into a cell phone. If I if I I'm use not. one of them niggas had the two way and shit, you'd be flossing. Yeah, but what <laughs> what did I need with a two way? You know what I mean? Especially at sixteen. Yeah. Years. As, you, as in Memphis, as they say, you was a flogging-ass nigga, baby. Hey, look, I moved to Arizona. My mom had some bread she wanted to break off. So, you know, who am I hey, to say hey, no? I ain't mad at you, man. Hey, I had my little Motorola flip phone that you could download all the ringtones from. Absolutely. Ringtones were a thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, That's back when you used to uh, record the uh, the voicemail with, a, with your favorite song on the radio. Oh, my God, man. I man, I used to have some of the most terrible ones too. It was awful, yeah. awful. You get you get like a a, a thirty second uh, somebody just singing some shit in the background. Uh, you know what I mean? And then finally, yeah, it's your boy Marcus. I can't get to the phone right now, but if you please, and everybody's <laughs> like, man, I went to thirty minutes for that shit. Come on, man. Oh my god, yeah, because you know you try to impress the chicks and stuff like yeah. You've reached Carrie's cell phone. I'm not able to come. And then you got pretty Willie Nas singing that. <laughs> like, I, I was a fucking mess in college, man. I was a fucking mess. See? So, 
Man, so that's what we got for 2005, but we got some trivia for you on your way out. Let's get it, man. I love some trivia. Let's go. I don't know if you remember. What was the lingering moment from the 2005 NBA season was part one of the question. Part two of the question, who won the NBA Finals and how? who were the opponents and how many games did they win it in? All right, so I know the Spurs won in 05. Had to be. And I think they might have beat the Pistons, and it might have been 4-2. to two. You are correct that it was the San Antonio Spurs over the Pistons. You are correct. So if I'm correct on that one, I would say the lingering moment had to be the Malice in the Palace because that happened in 04, which went into the 05 season. And uh, our test was suspended for like most of the year, and uh, Steven Jackson and all them guys. Correct. Um, all right. I'll, I, so it, the NBA Finals, so this was like a really bad time in the NBA, uh, just a, a really trash time for the NBA, in my opinion. And I know big facts may disagree, but this time of the NBA was pure garbage. Um, but <laughs> I this, don't know about all pure garbage. It was bad, man. man. It still has some stars it, in the league. Come on now. Look, it was pit, the Pistons and Spurs, and you're just like, are we sure that – this is like what we want the finals to look like. It did go seven games, but it was just a nasty slug fest. Um, you know, just wasn't a great time for the NBA. But Ron Artest basically uh, tanking in the Indiana Pacers and Reggie Miller's last shot at a title. Because if you remember, that Pacers team was good. Really They're good. They're real good. And people say that they were the legitimate title favorites that year that – they would have beaten that Lakers team. And it's such a shame that we didn't get to see it. Man, so the iconic sports moment that sticks out in my mind for 2005 was seeing my man Terrell Owens, T.O., play on a broken leg in the Super Bowl that the Patriots barely won. Yep. That was my moment right there. That, that Eagles was team was weekend. so damn good, man. And I hate to say that because I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Hate them because I'm a Cowboys fan. But I love T.O., man. I, I do too, them. man. I was like, I really I love T.O. Bruh, I had to give him his credit, man. I'm like, this man played on a broken leg. And that was a really good weekend for me for moment, for reasons I'm not going to get into right now. But it was a good weekend, man. Oh, shit. Really good weekend. But, um, yeah, man, I saw T.O. play on a broken leg. And I'm like, this nigga right here the truth. <laughs> if you ever doubt it, that's how cold this dude is. And he came in, what, he had like 10 receptions for 190 yards or some they shit? Shitted on them boys. They had no answers for him. They only won. I mean... Come on, let's be honest, man. The Patriots MVP was Adam Vinatieri. Yep. Because they all won these Super Bowls by like three points or less. But Only after they cheated the Raiders to to vault all this shit. All right? Yeah, I remember watching that game. I was in high school. Yeah, me too. It fucked me up for a long time. Uh, all right, man. Well, thanks for joining us on Random Nostalgia. Thanks it was for great me. to have you, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, and uh, be sure all of you guys out there in podcast land to smartnetwork.com. This is one of many great shows that are on the network currently. So I know this is a more recent show, but you also got Tillman's Temper. Uh, you got Black Content Corner with Kenny B. You also have Spoiler Alert with our Rolo and... Is it Shari? Shari. Keep fucking her name up every week. So Shari, <laughs> Shari, if you're listening to this, I apologize. Pardon my ignorance, but Spoiler Alert with Rolo and Shari. And uh, just a lot of the old favorites too, man. So you got, you know, Two Smart Dummies. Uh, when the smoke clears, you got a Fumble Rooski Football Podcast, Sexy Suburban Dad. But yeah, man, we are putting out a lot of content on the Too Smart Network. 
So be sure you listen. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the underscore mighty underscore carry or, uh, you know, sexy suburban dad podcast.com. You can follow the two smart network page. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Peace. Peace.